Welcome to Blood of the Void. Be sure to check us out live over on twitch.tv slash qtimes the last Monday of every month. If you enjoy the show, make sure to give us a five-star rating and check us out on social media at bloodvoidrpg on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find those handles in the description. Now on with the show, you petocks! Good evening, and welcome to Blood of the Void, a Star Trek Adventures live play TTRPG. I am your Game Master, Aliza Pearl, and uh, before we begin tonight's story, I just wanted to give a few announcements and shout-outs. So, our sponsor, Modifius, has um, once again been releasing amazing content over the past few weeks. Um, in addition to the new Shackleton Expanse setting book, there's also a tricorder set, a player guide, a game master guide, and there's some other stuff that just dropped like a couple weeks ago that I just go to the website, go to modivies.com and check out that new content for your current or future Star Trek Adventures campaign. Um, also, make sure to follow the stream punks on Instagram and Twitter. We have um, we're shooting this in the past, so our new announcement probably will have come out by now, but just in case it hasn't, I don't want to spoil it. Definitely check out our Twitter and Instagram because we have some exciting things that we're going to be revealing and unrolling soon. And uh, I'd like for my cast to introduce yourselves. So starting from the top left corner, who is playing Lieutenant Dewar? Hi, everybody. I'm Aki, and I'm playing Lieutenant Dewar. Uh, the engineer of the IKS Borku um, and uh, stealth Duras, uh, kind of stealth, halfway stealth, who knows? Anyways, um, yeah, uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Mixed Genie in a Bottle. Uh, and uh, I'm really excited to see what happens with the crew and how we, how we uh, bring this ship home. Uh, do you want me to announce any of the things I'm doing right now? Is, is that what's going on right now? Sure, yeah. If you have stuff, cool. Okay. Uh, you can catch me on Monday afternoons. Uh, actually, the premiere of Bonds Before Time was on YouTube today, I believe at 3.30. So if you want to watch me in a Ma uh, Mage the Ascension game, you can go over to, I believe it's the Cookout TTRPG um, on YouTube mm -hmm. and catch out, uh, check out Bonds Before Time. Um, and then on Friday is the premiere of the show that I'm doing with Morse Foundry over on their Twitch channel, which is called West Birch. Um, we're going to be playing the uh, Bloodlines and Black Magic uh, setting for 5e, and I'm excited about that too. And that starts, I believe, at 7 p.m. on uh, Friday night. So yeah, check out my social media for, for more. Lovely. And Jade, can you let us know who you are, what you're playing, and what you're doing in the world? Yes, I'm Jade. I play Commander Adaj, who is in charge of the Borku, I think? Yeah. Uh, also a chief medical officer. Uh, likes to get scrappy with messes and uh, support my crew and play a lot of games on the ship. I think we played a lot of, like, phaser tag. Um, mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. basically who I am for Blood of the Void. Uh, my personal stuff... I don't know. Just wandering around doing doing stuff. That's it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Doing cool stuff like a cool chick. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you. And Quincy. Hi, I'm Quincy Sirsmith. I play Lieutenant Ramyan, the 
uh, helm officer of the ship as well as uh, political advisor uh, to be. Um, in my personal life, I produce a podcast called Asian Americana. Uh, it's been on a little pause over the summer because I've been working on other stuff. But um, hopefully we'll have a few more episodes before this year ends. Uh, and also, by the time this comes out, uh, the episode Temple Frogs uh, on Disney's Amphibia will have come out. I voiced some random side characters in there. So you can listen for me yelling or saying side things that are from characters that will appear for like five seconds. Sounds exciting. Very cool. And Christopher. Yo, uh, it is your boy, Christopher Eddins. Uh, I play Kotar, the Klingon, the Vulcan, the legend himself, you know, chief security officer, breaker of bones, you know, snapper of limbs. And, you know, I do it efficiently like a Vulcan would, you know. But, um, yeah, uh, you can check me out on one of the shows I write on. If you like improv, you can catch me at a show if you're in LA around town. Um, uh, I think that's that's it. Um, maybe see me at the doctor's because I have to go get a surgery soon. So, you know, you just see me out in these streets. <laughs> like, I don't know, yeah. Okay, yeah, good luck with that surgery. <laughs> you don't get your surgery in the streets. No, not, not the literal What streets. kind of surgeon are you not going to? Streets. Huh? Orthopedic. No, I got it's from my foot. It's from my foot. I was I was yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing an I'm not doing an actual on the street surgery. I'm not okay, <laughs> good. good, good, good. Metaphorical um, streets. Yes, metaphorical streets. Uh, and we do not have our lovely science officer Philip Jean Marie tonight, but he is with us in spirit, of course. So with that. Uh, we are ready to begin our final episode of Blood of the Void. Many things have happened since the events of our last adventure with the Borku. First things first, there was the question of honor and retribution. Dahor, formerly Commander Dahor, was interrogated on the Klingon intelligence ship. It was not pretty. Intel was gathered. And because Klingon intelligence does things their way, once they had enough evidence to sufficiently incriminate High Counselor Antek and take down the Rodney crime family, Zagor was summarily spaced. So Zagor is also formerly living now. Because a dishonorable Klingon does not get an honorable death. 
Another thing that has happened is that the crew of the IKS Burku has been called back to Konosh once again, having completed this mission that turned out to be much more far-reaching than many imagined, with a ripple effect that was felt throughout the Klingon Empire. The Forsethi people felt that ripple as well, just being on the brink of being dominated and colonized by dishonorable Klingons. And now the weight of that has lifted and the Vorsethi will continue with their lives, with their culture, with their own civilization, unimpeded. Back on Konosh, there had started to be a growing market for that material that was being sold dishonorably. But once news of what had happened started to spread throughout the first city, a couple of things happened. People started to reject that material knowing that it had dishonorable end point for the funds that went into them. But then it may or may not have also spawned a black market for that material because there would be no more of that coming into the city anytime soon. The crew makes it back to Konosh and the morning of their meeting down with the high council, you all find yourselves out on the square, outside the great hall, just about 10 minutes before you're supposed to enter and wrap things up, hear what the high council has to say. They've been fairly quiet about what they will talk to you about. Some people have said, you're heroes, you will be lauded. Some people are saying, Antek will not be pleased. But others are saying that Antek has no say in things anymore, which is more so the truth. But his supporters may have something to say. But you all sit here outside the Great Hall, gathering yourselves before going inside. I, 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 can't, I can't stop eating these tadpoles. I, there's just something that's making me really hungry and I just need to crunch something because I think I'm gonna lose my mind is what's gonna happen in there. <laughs> are you sure it isn't uh, certain physical changes that are causing these interesting cravings? Physical changes? Physical changes? How so do I? What physical changes could you be talking about, huh? They're talking about the baby. No, oh, 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 so now I'm being crazy because there's something that is certainly from. not what I am accusing. No one you said of. that, Commander. Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna just give me a second. I'm just gonna be over here looking at a cloud. She's going to be an excellent mother. We're in space. There's no clouds. We're on. Kronos, have you been I'm drinking? Tired. I haven't not. 
I, I, you know, I got back and my partner, you know, celebrated uh, a lot with me yesterday. Sorry. I thought uh, you only did that every seven years. No, it's only a big spectacle every seven years. I see. Again, half Klingon, half Vulcan. You know, it's not the same. Also, uh, hasn't this, hasn't your partner and, and her family been on Konosh for some time now? I'm sure at this point they've gotten used to our ways. I mean, yes and no. Uh, I don't know how much time you spent with uh, Vulcans. They're pretty ornery in terms of changing the customs. So it doesn't matter where they are. They like to act the same. You were honestly one of the first Vulcans I've ever had the opportunity to get to know, so. Well, well I'm not like the others. Let me, t- let me tell you that. Are you disclosing your personal details to everyone now? Is this, is this just what we do as a crew is just tell everyone everything that's going all the time? I thought that was what family did. We're of the same house now as well. Same thing. We're all a family, aren't we? Right? Right? We've we've shed a lot of blood together, yes. We've narrowly escaped death many times. If that doesn't make you family, what does? Like, coming out of someone? I don't... Would you like some water, Commander? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna go get her some water. Um, there is a a like a street cart that is selling beverages and snacks. Where actually, where Dodge got the tadpoles? Yes, I will get some of the tadpole water for her then. Thank you, Dua. It is full of nutrients. Mm. Well, bottoms up. Mm. You must be um, very excited to visit the High Council again, Lieutenant uh, Ramyan. Very much so. I think that we have proven ourselves not just as soldiers and warriors, but as assets to the Empire. So I know it is unclear what will happen, but I am confident we will be rewarded for our efforts. I think they're going to punish us. I think, I mean, I don't know what's going on, but I think they're probably going to execute at least one of us, and I don't know who it's going to be. Commander, I am unsure how you reached that conclusion based on all of the... Uh, all of the things that we've done so far. As am I, if I'm going to be honest. Have you been in there before? There. I, I have. Yeah. It, and was it a nice experience, Ramyan? Honestly, it was very exciting. Did you, did you, before we even got to the main debate, uh, and by Klingon debates, I mean with lots of yelling and punching, as is standard. But uh, th- there was this moment where they were presenting uh, these these new plans of the campaign, and oh boy, you should have seen it. Uh, the the oh. entire council. Oh, so much oh, rabble no. rousing. So oh, much no. punching. If they do execute anybody in our group, it'll likely be me. 
Why would that be, Dua? You've only been an asset to us all. There are things that you and I should discuss in the event that they don't execute me, Commander. What, what events do you speak of? Not events. Um, Some details about my past. I don't exactly feel comfortable talking about it in the open street, but we should speak about it. Well, you brought up the whole family point a little bit rude to leave us out of the situation. Why just the commander? To be perfectly honest, I don't think I'm ready to face you in open battle. Well, obviously you're not. But that has nothing to do with, you know, trust and all of that. Hmm. Perhaps I cut off a lock of your you. hair. I am not entirely sure that I can... I can trust you to not seek your revenge at an inopportune time for me. Dewa, have you betrayed us? I have not, nor would I ever. Then there is nothing that would require open battle, if not betrayal. It is, uh, it is not that I ever would betray you, but there are some people who have their prejudices against certain family names. And I would not, I would not be okay with people judging me for something that is um, no longer an issue. Perhaps this is something we shall say for when we are not awaiting to enter the High Council. And Dari. We're not going to die. It's going to be fine. And if we do, it'll be glorious. Imagine ah! The crew of the Waku goes down, fighting a great fight in the middle of the Hall of the High Council. It will be glorious! If they, have they, to will, take t- they will sing they songs of it. Force. Yes, they will sing, of, sing songs of us for generations to come. And besides, if you accidentally kill the chancellor, then you become chancellor. I mean, that's it's it's a it's a high risk, high reward situation, if you ask me. Uh, aspirations for you, uh, Ramyan? It seems like a very high pressure job. I prefer an advisory role. But what glory would it be to be chancellor for just a moment? Before someone strikes your head off, yeah. Uh, such is the part of the job. Heavy lies the head, hmm? Especially because it's so full of dense Klingon bones, it'll fall to the ground immediately. Right. That is exactly what I meant. Well, I'm less likely to vomit, so I think I'm ready. We follow. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, okay. Um, at this point, Oran, the Gintak of House of Quebec, and the head of House of Quebec, Bemir's sister, walk up to you. And they see Edaj over, you know, a wave, a ways a bit 
vomiting, I presume. <laughs> I think that's oh. what's happening. That is what's happening. (laughs) Is the commander going to be all right? She will be fine. Her body is at a battle with with itself at the moment. And Bemir strolls up a little bit after them, holding a cup of hot liquid. And she looks over at Adaj and says, Ah, oh, yes. First trimester, likely. Drinks from her hot drink. Oran says, really? I was not aware that our commander was with child. We only just found out. Uh, uh, I suppose some secrets uh, only known to Klingon intelligence. uh, Don't look at it. It's still it's still moving. Cuddle looks at you, Adash, and says, yeah, that uh, doesn't seem very pleasant, what you're going through. I don't envy you. I don't like it either. It's awful. It is terrible. Why would anyone do this to themselves willingly? I don't know. I never have, and I never will. Ugh. So. It's good to see you, both of you. Good to see you, too. And Oran does a slight bow to you. I I bow lower. Oh, uh, you don't have to do that. No, no. Hold on, just... (sighs) There we go. Did it. But Mir says, I bet you after your first trimester, you'll be back in the Borku, no issues. You'll be great. You'll be fine. I can't wait to jump on someone's neck and just twist it without feel- feeling like I have to pee all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I look forward to that too. It will happen sooner than you, than you think. And Cuddle says, it is... Very exciting to me as the head of House Quebec to have a mother with child command the Borku. I feel that the power and honor will flow directly through you from the great mother. Yes, I increase our ranks with every day and add more glory and power to our house. Right? Yes, yes. And Oran says, well, it's, um, it's about time that we enter the Great Hall. Are you all prepared? Do you feel ready? And Carol says, we are with you no matter what happens in there. Great. So whether we receive commendations and the honor or we go down in battle, we shall have you at our backs. Of course. Bimir says, I look forward to the second possibility personally. Although I'm part of Klingon intelligence now, I guess I shouldn't shouldn't say things like that out loud. Where uh, we didn't hear anything. <laughs> we can say I said it. That works too. <laughs> oh, I've missed this crew, and Bemir just grabs you all into a big Klingon bear hug. Just grabs <laughs> you and squeezes you all. 
<laughs> All right. Are we ready? Let's get this over with. Pushed open the doors. Okay. So you enter the great hall and you all have been in here at least once in your lives, probably multiple times, especially those of you who are from the group, the first city. You see half a level down the floor of the high council and the high council members, about 11 of them in total in a semicircle seated at half a floor below you. And then on your level and half a level above is the seating of the audience. And as you enter, you are greeted by a line of becks leading you down to the lower level. You follow that line down and your companions, Karol, Bemir, and Oran, they kind of find their way to their seating on the, on the main floor. You descend down the twisted ramp down to the bottom of the high council floor. And the five of you stand in front of the semicircle of the high council members themselves, including the chancellor. The chancellor seated in the middle begins to speak. Crew of the IKS Burku, Commander Adaj, Commander Raamyan, or Lieutenant Raamyan, <laughs> Lieutenant Omek, Lieutenant Doa, and Lieutenant Kotar. We have received a full report from both Klingon intelligence and some others who were present at the events on the planet Vorseth. General Ronar, and he kind of glances up to the galley, and you see seated with a front row seat is General Ronar who gave you your orders, has reported back to us as well with your behavior and conduct on this mission. As you can see, there is an empty seat here on the council. And though we have not filled it yet, we are glad to be rid of the Petak Antek, who due to your actions and your challenging of Dagor, you were able to help us unroot, uproot the Petak that found his way onto our council. And for that, you shall receive commendations. And from the galley up, you hear cheers. Yes! And you start to hear the banging of Klingon celebratoriness. Uh, you all look up at the galley and now you start to see people that you recognize. Nivek is up there with Anaya, his daughter. Um, Kotar, you see your partner and your parents and even your grandmother is here in this very Klingon place. Dewa, you see, who do you see actually? Tell me, do you see any? Oh, I know who you see. You see Lokat, who's your second in command and who's become very close to you like a sibling almost because of what you've been through together. 
and Ra'amian, you see Vish, your former instructor. And just that banging, which your nerves earlier may have made you feel anxious, but now that banging is giving you such excitement and just filling you with pride in your bones. And the chancellor continues. Now, when we say your name, you will please step forward to receive your honors. And a Beck in formal Klingon armor steps forward. Actually, five of them step forward, each holding something in their hands in a line. Commander Adage, step forward. And the banging continues. I uh, step forward, but I also do a little dancey dance on my way over. And when I get to the Beck, I also just face him and just roar in his face like, Aah! and he roars back. <sighs> and the chancellor lifts up the award, the sash from that Beck's hands and places it over your head. To you, Commander Edaj, we are awarding the title of Dahar Master. Dahar Master, the title given to the greatest of Klingon warriors. Those considered to have attained legendary status for their glorious victories. You shall be respected by all and your tales of your exploits repeated in songs, stories, and operas. And there's another roar from the audience and the banging continues. And you step back with your crew. Lieutenant Kotar, step forward. And the chancellor picks up the second sash and puts it over your shoulders. Lieutenant Kotar, you are to receive the order of the Batleth. One of the highest honors a Klingon can receive, the order of the Batleth is for those warriors who distinguish themselves in battle. You will be inducted formally in our annual ceremony held on Taigo Corps, preceded by a day's drunken revelry, which will be a test of your endurance. <laughs> uh, I turn over and look at my grandma and my partner and I hit him with one of these and then I turn around to my dad and do this. <laughs> Your family responds in kind. You step back. <laughs> Lieutenant Ra'amyan, please step forward. Chancellor picks up the sash, puts it over your shoulders. Lieutenant Ra'amyan, you have been inducted into the order of Kalish, the highest honor a Klingon can receive. This prestigious honor is awarded only at my personal discretion. Only those of outstanding honor and accomplishment can hope to be awarded the star of Kalish, the medal which represents this honor and rests now upon your sash. I shall do this honor and the empire proud, Chancellor. Capra. 
and Vish looks on very proudly from above. Banging continues. Lieutenant Dua, step forward. Lieutenant Dua, you have been awarded the Order of Kristak. Kristak, the volcano here on Konos, where Kalesh is said to have created the first Batleth. The Order of Kristak is given to those warriors who have forged victory from suffering and adversity. I will continue to endeavor to bring honor to the empire and to the IKS for coup. Kapla. Kapla. Lieutenant Omek, step forward. Lieutenant Omek, you have been awarded the order of Ristoch for those Klingons who scientific and mathematical discoveries help us to succeed in battle. The banging continues and Omek steps forward and receives his sash and steps back. And Chancellor motions for the crowd to quiet. It is with these awards that we seal in your accomplishments. We celebrate you and we proudly send the Borku back into the stars, into that vast blood of the void to represent us all and defend this empire. Kapla! And there's huge kapla from the audience. And it all descends into more cheering and banging. And we're going to cut to 10-ish minutes later. The ceremony has ended. You all have found yourselves back up on the main floor, looking down at the high council floor, which by the way, you all know this, it is a rare opportunity and privilege to stand on that floor and be honored and not be uh, receiving some type of uh, punishment or admonishment or having to plead your case and beg the council to um, hear your case. So the fact that you stood on that council floor to receive these highest honors was really something special. Uh, you all go to your respective family members, Edaj, Nivek, and Anaya, and your whole, your family, your parents, um, Lady Anad is also there in attendance. And she wore all of her jewelry today. <laughs> all of her and her shawl her very furry feathery shawl which kind of matches yours and they all embrace you and uh your mother says oh, we're gonna have to put this on the wall <laughs> we're gonna have to put this on it no, <laughs> this is not something that you would write into the tapestry and like tell everyone about it's just uh, Do you not want us to celebrate your accomplishments? See, you would say I was a bad mother if uh, I didn't celebrate your accomplishments. It's like I can't, I can't win and I can't lose. No matter what I do, you would complain. 
That's and your father says, go easy on her. She just was honored by the Klingon high council and the chancellor himself. Do you have to, do you have to admonish her in front of everyone? And Al-Ram says, I know, I know, I'm sorry. I know my voice projects in here. By the way, the acoustics are amazing. Mom! I'm sorry, I just have to try that once in my life. Everyone is looking at us. I just want to, can I, can I just do it again? This is an amazing space! Oh, the acoustics in here. Why don't we ever get to do a show here? Could you ask the chancellor if we could bring our opera here? Wouldn't that be wonderful? Mom, stop, 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 stop. Mom, mom, just, just. Don't please don't ask the chancellor or any of this. Just let me let me look. You can put me in the tapestry and write an opera for me if that's gonna just okay. Great, 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 great. That's wonderful. Great. I'm going. I've already sent a message to to our our tapestry person. (laughs) Oh, dad. uh, (sighs) I can't help it. And Lady Anad. Um, she actually removes a brooch while all this is happening. She just pulls you slightly away and um, she, she takes this brooch off of her and she says, I had this made for you. And you see a silhouette. It's like a relief. One of those, like uh, maybe it was the Victorian era, mm-hmm. but like the Klingon style of it in relief. Cameo? Yeah, cameo. Thank you. Uh, so the background is like this deep blood red. And then in relief in black, you see a female Klingon warrior turned to the side with her stomach in silhouette oh. and then a bat left in her hand. When did you have this made? <laughs> um, well, I was always hoping you would have a child and... So I was planning on this for a long time. Do you have more of these with different life milestones (laughs) set aside? Uh, Yes, actually I do. Um, Uh, I expect you to be filling that seat someday when empty seat on the high council. Okay. So one thing at a time, one thing at a time. One thing at a time, one thing at a time. And I don't know if my parents know yet. Oh, so when are you going to when are you going to tell them i don't uh, i don't know i don't know i don't know uh my mom will have a lot of things to say about it when it happens so okay well uh she looks over and you both see nivek very awkwardly standing next to your parents and trying to talk to them uh yeah. Hmm. So she says, so do they know, do they know about him? Uh, oh, uh, no, no. Well, you have to promise to let me be there because that's going to be very dramatic. And I want to see that happen. Uh, I hate that. I owe you so much, but I have to do <laughs> uh, I'm a patron of the arts, but I also just love drama in any setting. I should probably rescue Nevek from my mom and dad. You should probably what? Rescue Nevek from my mom and dad. I know we're oh. just going to keep asking him things mm-hmm. that are going to be inappropriate. Uh, they wanted to write um, an opera about uh, uh, never mind, never mind, never mind. 
crossing boundaries. Just crossing oh. boundaries all over the place. Uh, thank you. I love the cameo. I'm going to wear it uh, inside my coat for now. Yes, yes. Hide it until the dramatically appropriate moment where you can show it to everyone. I, I will. Thank you, Lady Anod. Of course. Kapla. Kapla. And uh, over by your parents, you can see Nivek just kind of trying to stand like, you know, a little more formal. And of course they know each other because Nivek is a writer at the mm -hmm. opera as well. Yes. But obviously there's a different context now that your parents don't know, but Nivek does. And so he's just trying not to reveal anything to them in his change in behavior, just trying to be normal. And of course, as we all know when someone tries to be normal, they're just not at all. It's just extra weird. Uh -huh. um, and Anaya actually has picked up on this and she has been like, she's been doing a few things. She's like sometimes tugging at her dad's hand to kind of try to calm him down and distract him. But he's like finding it more, it's like fidgeting to him. He's like, stop it, come on. It's like making him more nervous. And then she's also been like going up to your parents and being like, so this tooth, I chipped it. Did you see this? Like showing them weird kid stuff. <laughs> and then this elbow, I got this scar here. Did you see my implants? I was a Borg. Did you know that? And just like oversharing with your parents. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run, run over and just uh, clap Nevek on the back really hard and just be like, "Hey there, buddy." Mm -hmm. Ha! <laughs> yes, kapla. Yep, kapla. And I'm, I'm like, I'm subconsciously like lean in to like kiss him. And then I just kind of so keep going past and uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. walk back around and just say, hi, yeah, everyone. Do a, <laughs> do a lap around just to be, hey, mom, dad, you know, you know, of course. Back. he's here to support. That is so sweet of you, Nivek. I didn't know that you were even friends with our daughter at all. Yeah, uh, we're friends. We're we're good friends. Um, one could say, but bosom buddies. <laughs> you know, just, uh, Nivek says yes, yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we're just. He's, uh, uh, and I, I'm kind of like, I think we're standing next to each other. I'm just going to keep poking him behind her back and be like, what are we doing here? And like, just like, do you want to do it? Or, do you want to do it or no? Nivek says, it's, it's up to you. I'm, I'm ready when you are. Okay. And I look, I look over at Lady Anod. Is she still watching all of this? Oh, okay. she's yeah. loving it. Yes. Mm -hmm. She's standing there with her glittering, like, ring filled hands like mm -hmm. just if she had popcorn right now she would be eating it uh-huh uh so mom dad you know you know Nivek is a long family friend he's been around a whole lot and i'm kind of carrying his child and then we're just maybe gonna like don't i don't know what we're gonna do together but uh but let's i am who's hungry Alram, your mom says what is you're hungry, right? I'm so hungry. I, uh... Eshner and Alram look at each other 
and then look back at you and Nivek. Alram says, you are with child? I, I knew it. I knew there was something different. Mom, I'm not fat, okay? No, it, no, no. It's just your hormones are just all over the place. More than normal. Uh, with child? Yeah. Oh. And she comes over and hugs you. Oh, oh. oh so wonderful. Uh, uh, and with Nivek? Probably. I mean, and Nivek says, probably. I, I, I don't know. This has been a rough time. I, I, no, yes. No, yes. Yes. Of course. Of course. Nivek says, are you sh quite sure? Uh, so sh I'm so sure. I'm so okay. sure. I'm so sure. Okay. Just checking. I'm so sure. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry, Anaya. I, uh, <laughs> so Anaya actually already knew, and that was probably part of why you were so nervous about her oversharing <laughs> to your parents. Mm -hmm. Because um, Nivek wanted to tell his daughter, uh, and, and so he, you know, had a conversation with you about that. But you knew that having this seven-year-old around your parents who don't know yet, the truth is going to come out eventually. Yeah, yeah. So Just, Anaya's like, I kept a secret. You did. I kept a secret. You did, you did, you did great, honey. You did great. Uh, I can be a Klingon intelligence. Whoa. Ooh, mm, yeah. You know, yes. Yes, you can. Um, you'll be, you'll, you would do great. You would do great at it, Anaya. You would be great. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, and I, I'm just gonna, I'm sure my parents are coming over and like touching my stomach mm -hmm. a whole lot. And just, I'm like, stop it, stop, stop it. Not everyone knows. And it's really obvious how you're touching me right now in front of everyone here. So just calm it. Okay. We can oh. celebrate when we get home. Oh, goodness. You're, uh, okay, fine. You're so uptight, but okay, fine. Okay, great. Thank, we'll wait thank till you. you get home. Ooh, I should, I should order some gach. You must be craving lots of gach. Lots Mom, of, yes. Lots of fresh things. Yes, that's how I was. Ugh, just give me all the live raw things. Right? Just There's like a tickle in the back of my throat that it can only be scratched by something wiggling down it. Mm -hmm. And it's like you can't reach it with your own finger. So you're hoping that like tentacles or tails mm -hmm. or something will get in there. And oh, Mom, please tell me how you dealt with throwing up all the time oh my goodness uh i will tell you all about my pregnancy and she grabs you by the arm and you all start to walk towards the great hall ex uh, exit and we transition over to dua dua you omek and lokat have been standing nearby and you probably Maybe saw some of this happen. <laughs> and Omek says, oh, it looks like she finally told her family, the rest of her family. Hmm. And Lokat says, wait, told, told, wait, what? Who? Uh, I believe that when she feels it is the right time, the commander will inform all of the crew. And Omek says, yep, whoops, yep. I didn't realize 
nothing, nothing. Anyway, um, hey, we got honored. <laughs> we did. What do you yeah. plan on doing with yours? I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, this could probably get me into to at least like do some speaking engagements at some science academies around the quadrant. Might do that for a little bit. But no, I plan to stay on the Borku. I like the Borku. It's a good place. And uh, I'm not going to miss what's, you know, Commander Adage is, you know, the next several months should be really interesting on the Borku. And I mean, when are they not interesting? That's true. That's true. Yeah. What are you planning to do, Dua? Well, for the time being, I guess I will continue to fly with the Borku. I have no particular reason to leave. Plenty of reasons to stay. Mm-hmm. It's a good ship. Good people. Mm-hmm. And besides, I believe that you owe me more hunting lessons. Mm. Well, I mean, while we're planet side, we might as well go do some hunting. I would like that. Yeah. Oh, and my mom. My mom wanted me to bring you by again. Oh. She has some more stuff for you to fix. Uh, I hope that's okay. No, that's that's totally fine. I would okay. be uh, happy to help. Okay, good. Um, and you all also start to head towards the exit and we transition over to Ra'amyan. Ra'amyan, you are standing with Vish and Oran and Karol and Bamir. And you're just kind of letting them congratulate you and just shower you with praise. And you see a familiar face that was on the other side of the gallery from your family, probably sitting in the back somewhere. They have been lingering this whole time, kind of slightly facing away from you so you didn't really notice them before. They finally turn their face towards you and you realize that this is Commander Han, your former commanding officer. Um, He sees you recognize him, catches your eye, and kind of um, kind of straightens himself up and then walks over very, very um, purposefully to you. Commander Khan. Lieutenant Ra'amyan. Is it still Commander? Have you not earned a captaincy yet after the Rabinian <laughs> War? I am in fact a captain. I knew it would not be long. We fought many honorable victories against the Dominion. Yes. Ah, good. Everyone, this is Commander Han, my first commander in the KDF. Kapla. And he receives Kapla's in response. I uh, must say it was quite an honor and an excitement to see you awarded here at the by the High Council, by the Chancellor himself. I would not be here if you had not had given me that field commission so long ago. I would still be some enlisted Beck, bringing blood wine and gach to some 
lieutenant or commander on some Klingon mess hall. Mm, it was very clear to me you were meant for greater things. And then you showed yourself to be so. Easiest decision I ever made was giving you a field commission. And letting me fly our ship. <laughs> Precisely. Well, I, I didn't want to interrupt any celebrations that you're having with your loved ones. I just wanted to give you my regards. I thank you. The honor is shared both ways. Kopla, Captain. Kopla, Lieutenant Ramyan. And he kind of steps backwards and does a little bow. And then he leaves. You know, as a member of the Order of Kalesh, there is many directions and paths that you could choose to go on from here. Perhaps even the command of your own ship. Perhaps, Dua. But I realize that the time we've taken, I have climbed these ranks, earned these honors, and what great honors they have been. But perhaps I have neglected my own personal glory, my own personal honor. I have never figured out who slain my family years ago. Has there been any word on that, Oran? Mm. Oran slowly nods his head and says, I was waiting for an opportune time to tell you, but yes, there has been word. Perhaps I can fill you in later back at the house. I think such a thing would be wise. Mm. Let me not ruin anyone else's honor and celebrations this day. You all deserved it. And as you all start walking towards the exit, um, Bamir pulls you aside, Ramyan, and says, speaking of your personal glory, I was able to um, prevent Klingon intelligence from uh, dismantling the IKS Raga completely. They seized possession of it after they uncovered that the crew was not really with the Klingon Empire. So, you say the word, and there could be a ship for you. I thank you, Bamir. Although who knows what condition it is in after Dewa expertly mm -hmm. took it apart. And it was Kotar perhaps less expertly took it apart. It was all... It seems as though it was already in bad shape. So yes, it would take a lot of work. But getting a ship, getting a ship in any state sometimes is better than starting from scratch. So I leave that up to you. But it's your choice. Let me know. The offer is yeah. on the table. When I'm ready, I shall let you know. I thank Good. you. And we transition over to the Vulcan family. <laughs> The Vulcan family. <laughs> <laughs> they are kind of like the Adams family too. Uh, because these Vulcans in this celebratory atmosphere, um, your mother and grandmother in particular obviously have not been showing any emotion. 
And but you know, being their child and grandchild, you know they're proud of you, and they show it in their own ways. And so you stand with your family, and your partner is there with you. And uh, who also, she being Vulcan, also has been very understated in her expression, but um, has gently just like put her arm around you, held your hand, and those are the things that you know show her immense pride in you. The fact that she's willing to show PDA, that's like, for a Vulcan, that's like real, that's big. So you stand there, and it's mostly you and your dad being the emotive, expressive ones. And your dad says, I'm just so... Oh, I just can't believe my son just got one of the highest honors by the chancellor himself. <sighs> Kotar. Kotar. I mean, yeah, this is just, this is so huge. So huge for our family. <sighs> Try not to sound so surprised, father. I told you this was going to happen. Mm. Great genetics plus great genetics creates a great thing, me, okay? I knew this was gonna happen. Grandma, come here! And I picked my grandma up, even though I know it's gonna make her mad. <laughs> Put me down. <laughs> Otar, what are you doing? Put me down. Okay, all right, all right, okay. Do not make me nerve pinch you in front of all these people, in front of all your little friends. I wouldn't want anything like that. But then, like, as I put her down, I, uh, she, like, holds my hand and I hold her hand and I give her a, a real thank you look. And your mother says, I think what is very of note is the fact that, Kotar, you are the first Vulcan to receive this honor. As far as I know. That is something very much to be lauded. And your grandmother says, I agree. I, on all these years on Konosh, I never thought I'd see a Vulcan receive high honor from chancellor, any chancellor. And this is the most you'll probably get from him. <laughs> you know, uh, I had to force their hand I told you I would make our family proud, and I plan to do so. And since I dominated it here like I knew I would, <laughs> uh, um, after the ceremony, I have plans. Hmm. Um, I'm thinking I'm so great at being a Klingon, and since our kids technically will be three-fourths Vulcan should raise them at least till they're about one back home around their people so we can be in those customs. I will come back and be on the Borku because I am a warrior and I must serve my house. But as a gift to you, mother and grandmother, would you like to go home? You see a crack of a smile on your mom's face. She's beaming with pride right now. Yes, that is highly logical. And your father is 
he kind of like puts his arm around his wife and says, we're going back to Vulcan. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I was just going, I'll take you off world very often. Okay. <laughs> just got to find a place that serves blood wine. They had some really bad, bad blood wine when we lived on there before. I, you forgot about the part of me getting this award is a whole day of festivities. After I drink everyone into oblivion, we can have extra. I'll make sure to stock up. Okay. Again, okay. logic. <laughs> yes, logic. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Wait, can I come to Tagalcore with you for that uh, ceremony? Honestly, I don't know that, but let's find out. Because okay. if they try to stop me, <laughs> I'll kill them. <laughs> <laughs> and he beats, he, he like hits you really hard on the back. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, and with that, we will exit this scene. And um, what time do we start? Actually, we will take our short break here. A little bit earlier than normal, but um, this seems like a good time to take a brief pause. So come back and we will uh, wrap things up with this last episode of Blood of the Void. We'll be back in about 10 minutes. Welcome back to Blood of the Void, our final episode. After the award ceremony at the Great Hall, Edaja's parents invite everyone back to their house in the first city for a feast. And there had to be some messages made and, and calls made on the way back home because they didn't know this would be an award ceremony. No one knew what this meeting would be exactly. So on the way home, they are ordering um, fresh gach and a full targ to roast and just all the arrangements are being made en route. When you all finally do gather back at the house, you see this feast underway being prepared. They've even hired some extra hands to help them. Um, you see a, a targ that's starting to be prepared with um, a dry rub. And you see some gach that's starting to be delivered in cardboard boxes. Um, and once again, they splurge, not once again, but Carol actually treated everyone to the gach place that she likes that does the gach of different flavored bloods. Uh, and everyone's kind of pitching in for this feast it has uh, become just kind of like a last minute potluck celebration um, once the food is all prepared we move forward in time and you all are now seated around the feast partaking enjoying this time together and thinking about the borku the adventures you have had on the borku up until now and thinking about what things you might get into in the future and speaking of which, Ramyan, sitting at this feast, our audience is now going to see a little bit of what happens to you in the future. So tell me, what is a point in the future that you'd like to visit first? Uh, later that week, meeting with Oran 
and whomever else may let me know what has been found out about my family. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you are back at the house of Kevek in Oran's study. Door closed. He's turned off all his devices. And he says, we have done some, some research and my people have come back to me with names of people who uh, are implicated in the death of your family. People, multiples. It was a family. Have you heard of the Tolash family? Only in vague whispers. Well, they got it in their heads to destroy your family's ship and remove the competition to get to the High Council. Now, they never reached that goal because they are dishonorable and the council was not within their reach. But they are still out there. Where are they? Here on Konosh? Yes, we have a location. And is that house only located here on Konosh? Or are they spread out through the system? They are only here on Konosh. Their aspirations got the best of them. I leave it up to you. What would you like to do about this? Oran. My whole life, I've lived as a Klingon warrior. But a warrior in service. In service to my house, in service to my crew, in service to my empire. Such is the life of a Klingon warrior. And I've fulfilled these duties well. I think I have more than earned the right to act in service of my duties to me and my family. In service to myself. Come, we shall make plans. Yes. Okay. And we'll flash to another point in Ra'amyan's future. Ra'amyan, you've put together you and uh, Oran have put together a task force, and let me know if this is incorrect, but you've put together a task force to go to this house's location and take them out. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So we flash forward to members of your task force breaking down the door so that Oran is not a fighter. He is an advisor. Although he does have incredible blade skills because Gintaks are always very highly skilled in blades. But he's not going to go first into the house. But the first wave of, of warriors of the House of Quebec bust down the door and make way for you and Oran to enter. 
and you find the last remaining members of this house. There's three of them. And then there are some other people present that your warriors either dispatch of or they run away who are not house members, but the three mem last members of this house are here. I come upon you. I am Ra'amyan, son of Dash. I am of House Quebec, but today we settle the matters of the blood of Dash and the house of Dash. The one sitting at the head of the table rears his head back and laughs. <laughs> the house of Dash. Oh, I thought we had dispatched of you all years ago. <laughs> so you've come for your little bit of revenge? will stand like a warrior and take your revenge. And he pulls out a mechleth. I pull out two. <laughs> okay. So you will face me like a warrior, not like the coward pataks that you were. Well, I guess we don't have much choice in how we face each other. So come. Get your revenge if you can. Uh, and I scream and I go into the first strike. All right, great. And he's going to defend. Oh, are we rolling? Are we doing this? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, let's see here. It's a daring security on my end. Is a standard standard difficulty? Oh, uh, yeah, difficulty one. Mm -hmm. And yes, I have my usual focus in Klingon bladed weapons. Lovely. One success. Okay. We didn't bank any momentum from oh the first goodness. narrative this part. Is the, yeah, this is the very first roll of the game, right? Um, okay. Uh, sorry, you got one success. And let's check. This is daring security. Oh, no, yeah. He failed that. So <laughs> how do you strike? Um. I take I take my offhand Mechleth, push his to the side, and strike him across the cheek with one. He just sneers back at I you. I go the first one for my brother. <laughs> and he now takes his turn and tries to strike you with his Mechleth. Uh got one success. Also one success. Okay, so tied. You kind of get locked in a bit of a battle. Uh, whole, he kind of t tangles his arms into yours for this round and neither of you get any hits off. And then you break apart start to circle each other again. Second strike. Okay. And he's going to defend. 
Oh, I really badly. Oh, I got one success. Also only one success. You know, <laughs> I don't have momentum to use. I know, yeah. Whoops. Um, I do have, I have threat. <laughs> and you can also give me more threat. <laughs> I'll burn it all before it goes to someone else's turn. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, it's my turn, right? Yes. All right, gonna go for another dagger strike. Okay, that is three successes. Oof. Oh no, all right. Come on, good roll. Ooh, also three successes. Aha! Um, once again, it comes to a draw and Tolosh says, we seem to be evenly matched. Is this where a time like you know, Patak like you makes his bargains for his life? <laughs> Not on your life. <laughs> um, all right, I'll just keep striking. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm rolling better. Sorry. Now, I, I, again, only one. What's that? Oh, oh, only okay. one success again. Okay. This time he um, is able to kind of fake fake you out a little bit and gets a slash on your side with the dagger. It's a small slash. And, oh, uh, you didn't roll damage before, did you? No. Ah. Would you like to do that and I'll roll damage for this one? Sure. Okay. One, two, three, four. Four, all, you rolled four effects. Uh, I rolled nine total, if you include my effects, because a mechaleth is just vicious as its effect. Okay, so um, so your hit earlier did nine damage. Let me get his sheet. Oh, wow, wait, you did nine damage before? Yes. Okay, we're gonna fudge this because that actually would have taken him out many times over. <laughs> so, but I like the narrative of y'all coming to the draw. So let's say that um, his his cut to you actually did, oh, it was four effects. So four damage and they're all effects. So it actually was a little, quite deep mm -hmm. of a cut. Small but deep and it, it's bleeding a lot. Um, let's move your, if you don't mind, mm -hmm. we can say that that damage roll is what happens next. Mm -hmm. So after you make that cut, you rally and your like, your passion kind of drives you to make a really great strike. And you knock him out with that nine damage. Just knocked out? Yeah, how do you, yeah, how do you knock him well, out? The second one, I, I go, and this one is for my mother. And I like shove him to the ground uh, with yeah. the strike. Yeah. And then I take both mech left to his neck. Mm hmm And he's barely, just barely alive at this point and looks up at you. And I say, can't beg for your life? Never. Then this one is for my father, you patach. And I like both 
uh, both of them at the neck across. He, he is done for. Um, you look up and you see that Oran has had a very cool blades battle with one of the other Tolash and has beat them. And then the third Tolash tried to get away, but was also beaten by your other warriors in attendance. Oran like, says, hold my hand to my wound a bit. <sighs> Not quite like a court duel, is it? Not quite. And you see that Oran is also bleeding from his mouth and a couple of other places. But it's still, for an old man, he, he really, he took a bit of a beating, but he also dealt one in his standing tall. I see your time in the records have not dulled your blades. <laughs> no, they may have slowed my reflexes, though. <laughs> oh, I felt believe our good business to be here is done. Again. What's that? I believe our business here is done. Well done, Ra'amyan. And he grabs your forearm and a shake, arm shake. I and just head home. Yep, and we go back to the feast, flashing back from that flash forward, and Ra'amyan partaking in the feast. And we now flash forward to, uh, sorry, we move over in the feast and see Dua partaking. And then TV style, we flash forward to some point in the future. Is there a specific point in the future? Uh, I think it's probably about a year from now. Um, probably after, they're probably on the IKS Borku. And I'd imagine that they're like in the guts of, of the engine and the in engineering doing something. Mm -hmm. um, and they've been working on it for a while and they kind of come out and they're sort of like quietly cursing to themselves in Klingon. <laughs> One of your becks nearby stands at attention and says, sir, I'm sorry, so did I do something wrong? No, you have done nothing. It is this blasted excuse for an engine that has caused this discontent in my voice. Yes, sir. Uh, they resume the work that they were doing nearby. Lokat enters the reactor pit and hands you a pad with a report and says, this is the third diagnostic I've run and we have an old, we have an old ship. I think that it, we're doing the best we can, Lieutenant. I know it is none of your faults. This is the lot we have been given, but I cannot help but feel that if I were more knowledgeable or if we had better supplies, this would not be the, the case. I have failed you all as your leader. And if any of you want to kill me for the opportunity to be in charge, I would understand. They all look at each other, almost like a scene from the office. And no one says anything. <laughs> they just kind of shake their heads, look away. 
I am going to go speak to the captain. Do what you can with this nonsense. Okay, so you're going up to Adaja's quarters? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. A year later, Adaj, Dua comes to your door, and what do they see, actually, when the door opens? Uh, When Dua opens, or when the door opens to Dua, uh, they see me just... uh, Uh, with two twin babies, um, and I'm breastfeeding both of them, and they're both trying to like sleep and also eat at the same time, and I'm just like, come in, come in, uh, come in. And there's also a tack is there with uh, little cats running around too, like little kittens as well. Why, Commander? I am sorry to disrupt. What is it? course. I have been working on this engine for the better part of the last two weeks, and I hate to say it, mm-hmm. but I'm not entirely sure there's anything I can do for her anymore. We've simply not got the tools, the supplies that we need to refit her in a way, in the manner that will keep her in the sky. So what, what do you need? We either need to scrap her or we need to have her properly pre- repaired head back to Kronosh or pull into some space station that could help us. Okay. We don't have much longer. Okay, that sounds great. Do that. It's not that simple. Why not? Things are always easy. Would you call her? And I hand one of the babies to Dewa, like, hold on to this one, hold on to this one. Oh, God. She was saying, Commander. Life is fine. It's very easy. You just have to give the, the thing that's crying what it needs, and then it'll shut up and just do its job, which is just be a good baby. Be a good baby. Be a good baby. Okay, there we go. Fixing the Borku might be the easiest part. But I have been thinking lately, Commander, Mm -hmm. about my place on this ship and my skills as your chief engineer. And I feel there is more that I could be learning. It is not that the challenge of the Borku isn't stimulating. It's just... I feel that I have done and learned all I can while I've been here. Hmm. And so you want to move on to bigger things, more difficult things, more explodey types of ships. Is that what it is? I am not entirely sure I would like to be on a ship that is on the verge of exploding again. I've been there. I have done that. I would not recommend it. So, Dewa, you're telling me you want an easy life. Is that what you want? No. I enjoy challenges. I have been thinking of one challenge in particular. Go on. I would seek a letter of recommendation from you, Commander. I believe... I believe I would like to try... Starfleet. Starfleet? It would be, hmm, 
Well, certainly an interesting challenge. They have some of the best ships in the quadrant, and I could learn much from their engineers. Be on the cutting edge and bring their mastery of the art to the glory of the empire. Give me my baby back. Thank you. So I'll go over to my desk drawer and pull up the envelope on top. Left desk drawer. Dwa goes over. Uh, I just, and hand me a pen. Do you think you can do that while holding two children? I can do, I know what I'm doing, okay? They're fine. Just, hold on. And I'm just gonna shift both babies into one arm and just kind of like hug them. Starfleet, right? Yes. For sure. As sure I think as we are ever going to be. Okay. I'm just going to uh, write on the outside of the envelope for Starfleet. Uh, it's done. Here's your letter of recommendation. It's inside. How? <laughs> it's easy to tell. You thought you could hide so many secrets for so long. It's always written on your face. Your destiny is to go and find more stars. Your confidence in me has not gone unnoticed, Commander. It has been an honor to serve aboard your ship and to be a part of your family. Do you want to take one of these babies with you? I think that would make studying very difficult. Okay. Not impossible, okay. but difficult. Okay. Nivek comes in <laughs> from the personal quarters that are attached to your ready room. The door opens and Nivek comes in with two warm bottles and says, I thought maybe you wanted to take a break. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, you're in a meeting. I wasn't trying to give away the babies again, I swear. Uh, here, just Gosh. take them. Just, just take I mean, them Commander. <laughs> okay, Come okay. away for a little bit. <laughs> and he puts the expertly with both hands, um, completely full of babies and bottles. He puts the bottles in the baby's arms and does like a big, a real dad move here. Mm -hmm. um, so bottle feeding both babies at the same time. He says, okay, I, I'm sorry. You can get back to your yeah, meeting. Yeah, thank he you. Goes back to the quarters. Uh, and then I like pull my top up. <laughs> 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 Just put it back on. Uh, our family keeps growing and you'll always be a part of this family to wall. but sometimes you have to leave a nest. So here's your push out the door. And I kind of turned the wall around and uh, shoved them out of the quarters. Um, and I go, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. And I like, you can hear me <laughs> cuddle off to the babies. Great. Okay. Um, 
So before we completely end this scene, Adaj, I'm going to have you make a roll to see how your letter, uh, yeah, see, just see what happens with your letter. Okay. So you're going to do presence command. Presence. Okay, great. Oh, sorry. The difficulty, I think the difficulty will be, let's see. I think the difficulty will be two. What is it? What is it? Okay, great. Uh, two successes. No great. momentum, but two successes. Okay. So you you pen this letter and send it off to Starfleet. Just general info at starfleet.com. <laughs> Unless you want to say that you have a certain contact at Starfleet. I mean, yeah. we did meet some people from Starfleet and a certain crew. That's true. I feel like that would have would have been probably the best way to go about it. People we already know. Um, yeah. Uh, well, who did you meet? Been, yeah. Who did uh, you meet? We met uh, the chief med medical officer, and we met the ambassador, and we met the uh, science the chief right? science officer as well. Okay. Uh, I, I can tell you that the ambassador has been on an extended leave of absence, but ah. if they received a letter asking them to recommend somebody for duty, they would have done so. Let's say that's what happens because I was going to say it was the, I think the ambassador would be the choice there. I'm, um, I am crossing the streams, everybody. That's what I, I am 100% crossing the stream. Finally. <laughs> my character characters on this show. My character. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the ambassador uh, receives your message and you get a response back and says, well, actually, go ahead. And what does the response say? <laughs> well. This certainly wasn't the letter I was expecting to receive from the IKS Borku, but I can't, I can't say I'm surprised. You have an excellent crew with an excellent record. I would be more than happy to recommend you uh, to, this, uh, to the academy, if that is your wish, or to the enlistment officer, if that is your preferred method of entering Starfleet. Either way, it is uh, always great to see more Klingons joining our great federation. Okay, that is the response you get back. And the ambassador also passes along your request to the people that they said. A few months later, Idaj, you get another response, this time directly from Starfleet. Not the Academy, but from Starfleet. And this re response is from an admiral. And this response says that um, they received a message from the ambassador saying that one of your officers was interested in Starfleet and an opportunity just came across their desk that they wanted to alert you and your officer for. It is the officer exchange program. And this is a, a program that has existed for a while, but has never been used for engineers. It's usually for commanders, for uh, Klingon and Starfleet commanding officers to swap places and see how the other half works. But this request made them open, th they decided to open up the program. Having heard of the IKS Borku and your reputation being what it is, they decided to now 
start making this for engineers as well. So this is an invitation to your officer to join the officer exchange program with Starfleet. Uh, and I was, uh, I'm going to call Dewa into my quarters. Mm -hmm. Yes, commander, you called. So we're doing a, a, a tradesy wadesies here. That's, I'm, I'm sorry. My language has deteriorated. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fine. Uh, a trade, what do you mean? You, for some, oh, some something, something else coming in. Uh, I don't know who, what, uh, how many, but it depends on what you want to do. And I will trust you vetting out this other traded engineer that will be overtaking the Borku and touching all the intimate parts of the ship. So you let me know if you would trust this person to take over and be the one commanding all of your officers. There, uh, and I guess they get the chance to look at the pad and like actually see what it is. They want to extend an offer of, of an exchange to me. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that not clear? Uh, that's what I meant by tradesy wadesies. I would would be honored to take part in an officer exchange with Starfleet, and I would endeavor to represent the Borku as best I could. Uh, of that, I have no doubts. I have no doubts about your success in your continued future. But what about the Borku? <laughs> Well, I am going over there to learn more about their systems. They are coming over to our ship to learn more about ours. I am sure that it is, it is just as likely that I might break something important on their ship as it is this person breaking something important on ours. <laughs> so I consider that to be a fair exchange. Well, so long as you give them hell, I guess we'll accept whatever inferior being comes on board to try and take your place. I'm a Klingon. I'm incapable of giving them anything but hell. <laughs> That's right. Well, I give us my approval. And I do hope to see you again. Nothing can keep me from my family. Not anymore. You can still have one of the babies if you want. I am fine, thank you. There's another one coming. That was fast. Just... <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> You're becoming a mother. I mean, you already are. <sighs> well, are you happy? Extremely. And I only regret that one of one of the, my cherished family members are leaving. So come back and see the babies when they're a little bit more grown. Of course. Dismissed. Commander. And right during that uh, dismiss, Dewa, you turn to the door 
And as you're about to walk through it, you hear the, those personal quarter doors open again. And this time, Nivek, uh, you see Nivek following behind the two babies who are now, Klingons mature very fast. So it's only been a few months since they were like being tiny breastfed and now they're toddlers. And so they like have opened the door, activated the door, auto door opening and are coming into their corners like, ah! Oh, and Nivek okay. is like, ah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, they got oh, I, I it's okay. Okay. for one second. It's okay, hello. Okay. So on their way out, Dua is just sort of like, now I have to figure out how I'm going to explain this to Omek. <laughs> to who? Omek. Oh. Um, and we do another flash forward. Dua. Um you are in the officer exchange program and you have been assigned to the USS Carthright under Captain Lena Ruel and Commander Lenaris Los. And this is gonna be a short flash forward, but basically we just see Dua living their best life and thriving in the warp core of a Starfleet ship, learning so much and just like a really strong sense of pride and honor. And decked out in a very nice gold and black Starfleet uniform. Hell yeah. <laughs> and we go back to the feast and from Dua partaking, we move over to Lieutenant Kotar. Lieutenant Kotar, what's, what point in the future would you like to go to? Four years from now. Four years from now, okay. Yes, because there would be a Vulcan and their Vulcan and Klingon, so the kids would technically look like they're 15. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, how many, uh, yeah, how many kids are there now? Three. Two twin girls and one boy. And mm -hmm. we are obviously in the training fields fighting. Oh, yes. And we come in and um, mm -hmm. they have plastic um, bet last because, you know, I am their father. And when we start the scene, I'm yelling, don't try to hit me and hit me. <laughs> and yeah, your teenage kids. You said it was two teen daughters and what were, what was the other? Uh, one boy. Okay. You'd be like two years younger than the twins. Okay. Kind of a tween. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, so you've paired up with one of your daughters, and then the other daughter is training with. No, all three oh. of them. I am fighting oh. all three of them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Noted. So they're all trying to get in hits with you. Let's do some rolls. Let's see how your kids roll. I'm just going to make up some stats for them real quick. Okay. Actually, I have. I have, believe it or not, I have Klingon kid stats because I have played, I, I have had to roll for Klingon kids before. Not here, but elsewhere. Okay, let me just pull those up real quick. Who's fighting Klingon children? <laughs> We're not killing younglings! If I'm holding on, I'm fighting his own kids, kids who apparently have grown up very fast. It's like the soap opera type. Like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, both of these species of these age species mad fast, age though. So yeah. Like, so Vulcans have like mega long lives. Yeah, they both shoot up quick and then age mad slow. Wait, so <laughs> did you spawn children during that first 
session with your Vulcan partner? Um, I don't know about spawn, but started the, the we pushed the wheels down the, the mountain, I guess. And I can't wait them. for us to give uh, the birds and the bees talks to our kids. I, mean, if you I was just trying to figure out time-wise, more so than that. I was just like, I feel like time-wise, it has to be in between somewhere, you know what I mean? If y'all aren't planning play dates, what are y'all doing? God. Did you say four years down the line? Four years. Yeah. Four okay. Yeah. Four, they would be in both of these pieces, like 13, 16, that, that, that range. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so one of your teen daughters takes a swipe at you with her batleth. Contesting it. Yes. Defend if, I mean, yeah. Um, so Ooh, got a two off top. Let's get it. Neat. <laughs> two and an eight. Uh, three successes. Two and an eight. She got two. Actually, successes. no, oh. no. Cause I'm in focus. Cause I'm obviously going to use a focus against my kids. Cause I'm training them. <laughs> <laughs> so that's four successes. Okay. I got a two. Wait, does that count as five then? Cause I got, a, got two. a two. So, so that's two off top. Uh -huh. and then that's not the how those rolls work. Though. What the folk, it's not. That's what I was asking because I don't. I the ones remember. and twos thing is only for the damage, not for your actual contested roll. Oh well, then either way, well then that's what. Wait, I don't understand. No, I thought it's, that was for. He I got a was crit. He got a crit. Yeah, he got a crit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you well, how, how do you have me add a focus right? on top of a crit? You can only get a crit on like anyway. Well, no. So if you got if you rolled a two, then yeah, that your two. focus applies to make it a crit. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, I believe so, uh, right? I'm, yeah, Chris. But, okay. yeah, but then you, anyway, it's fine. You rolled real good. Three, three, right? You got three. So yes, yeah. you defend against that. But she did pretty well. She got two successes. Difficulty is yeah. one. So she did um, come at you pretty hard, but you're, of course, you're able to block that. And now your other daughter goes in with her plastic bat left. Ooh, she rolled. Well, to make sure you roll real good against your kids. Yeah, right. She got no successes and, and she did get a 20 though. Okay. So I'm going to say- wait, I'll wait until the third one attacks to, to say okay. what I'm going to do to all, all right. of you. I have an idea too of what she does wrong or, or poorly. Okay. Uh, and then your kid, the other kid. Whoa. Okay. He did good. He critted. So one, two, three. He got three successes. Ooh, look at him. Um, did you I'm defend so against- Oh yeah. Defend against the third one. So roll that those 2d20 again. <laughs> oh, I got two. Oh my goodness! Sorry, I've been missing. Wait, all should of I? Your... Should I? Huh? No, say what oh, go ahead. Say. I was just catching up on all of your messages in our chat. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see them. Sorry. What did What did you say? Because I didn't roll for the second daughter, so isn't it just I'm defending all of them with that? First oh daughter? no, no, you got to defend against all. Uh, them separately. Okay. Well, then I get okay. So then I got two for that one for the second one. Okay. So and she got none. And I got two for the third one. Okay. So this is interesting. Yeah. So you block the first shot from your daughter. The second daughter comes in and she's trying to be fancy. So she tries to do like a flying kick and bat left, and it's just too much. And so she greatly misjudges 
Um, but she's ambitious. So it's pretty impressive, but she just misses. And then your son, maybe because you're distracted by what your daughter's doing, he gets you with his plastic bat lift. Okay. Good job. Um, I slapped the blade of the first one down very hard and just like loses balance. And then the one that tries to do the fancy thing, I trip that one. So she falls on her face. And then as I'm laughing at her for doing that, that's when he hits me. And I'm like, like going to give him a good job. And then like, as he comes in, I headbutt him in the face. (laughs) Blood for blood, son. Good job. Not I'm so horrible, proud of you. Dad. Totally not honorable. It is indeed. Blood <laughs> comes with blood. Stop being so Vulcan about it. You're being soft. They this all are going to attack combat. you again. <laughs> so much shit, dear kids. They all attack you again. Okay. Um, no successes for your first girl. Second girl, one, two successes. Oopsie. Whoop. You're. <laughs> oh my god I went three far on first away. oh my goodness and then third one two on that one so your second girl gets three. two successes but the others don't get any I got three two three okay so you draw with the second daughter but then the other two don't get it don't get any successes so okay. alright you play, you tell me how this plays out all right, they switch up the tactics and they're trying to like come in like a pincer form thing. And mm-hmm. then I spin out the way, grab the first one and throw her into the third one and they butt hit. Ah! <laughs> and then the other one tries to like sneak over that. It stabbed me, but I blocked that hit. And I'm like, now you're trying. I love this again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do, they're gonna attack one more time because this is very fun. <laughs> Ooh, okay. First girl got two successes. That one hits me. I got no successes. I got Uh, one, but we'll count that as none. Two, one. I got three. Two. All right. Zero, three, two. Okay, two, one, two. So, (laughs) oh, your kids, you're about to get got by your kids. Um. So Only you said one of them zero, gets me. Yeah. No, the second, zero, three, two. The third one draw, you draw with. Yeah, um, so I kind of count that. I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the first one misses. Second one, you get. The first get. one gets me. The first one gets me. First one gets you. Oh, you got zero. Yeah. Okay, we're right. First one gets you. Second one, you get her. And then the last one, you draw. Yeah. So how does this play out? Um. Let's see. The first one, all right, sends in the sun, like the one that loses, like sends in that one and like runs right behind. As I kick that one, she like moves out of the way and hits me like on a slide type move. And I'm like, oh, look at you. And then the other one comes and tries to sneak me, but I block that one without turning around. I'm like, now you all are acting like true warriors. And the three of them uh, start just like jumping up and down and yelling, kabla, 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 kabla. <laughs> and um, would you like to flash to another point in the future? We can, but I don't have any ideas. Okay. <laughs> I think we're going to actually flash to the Borku. Okay. Are you still serving on the Borku? Yeah. Okay. Um, and... 
I'm going to say it's four years in the future. So I'm going to say that you are now Commander Kotar. You've gotten promotion. Still serving under Commander, now Captain Edash. And so on the bridge, should we do? Yeah, let's do it. Um, Future Edash, uh, you are at, at the center chair and your bridge crew is all at their stations, including your second in command, Commander Kotar. Um, you are in the middle of a ship battle. Oh. And uh, you've just, I'm just going to roll random damage. <laughs> just taking a hit. You just, y'all have just taken a hit. It's okay. We're, this is more for narrative, so you don't even need to like mark it on your sheet. One, two, three. You take like, yeah, you take some disruptor fire to the side of your ship, rocks you all. Uh. Um, and then uh, Omek, your science officer, says, we have a breach. We have a breach, Commander. Ugh. All right. Uh, Kotar, do you yeah. want to go in with the twins? <laughs> Why not? I'd love to lead them to the battle. Let's go! So which twins are we talking about? All the twins? Uh, I think two, my twins and her twins. Wow. So your, tax, <laughs> your task force is Adaja's twins and your own twins, who are very young Becks. Um, so yeah, you go to the transporter pad, you call your twins to meet you there. They are suited up in their armor, young, fresh-faced warriors, and you beam over to the other ship, and we're just gonna kind of slow motion see you fighting alongside. And Adaj, actually, you beam over too, because, mm -hmm. you know, why not? Uh, so you all are just kind of like in battle with disruptors out and the mechlets and the batlets, and it's a really epic, awesome slow-mo fight scene with you and your twin babies. <laughs> This is very exciting. Uh, I think I'm also going to try and uh, look at Kotar, and I'm going to pick up one of his twins and just throw them at him. <laughs> see what happens. So I'm just going to pick up the one closest to me and just heave it at, um, heave them at Kotar. Okay. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to grab you that. Do it. You don't have to roll for that. <laughs> I'm just gonna grab that twin and like take the momentum and keep spinning and throw it at <laughs> another bad guy. <laughs> and then stab one right here to the left of me. <laughs> uh that, that sounds great to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like and I'm gonna yell, that's called the Adash special. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's great. And I feel like also like I'm standing there and like having knives out in the middle of battle and be like, okay, now you hold it like this and make sure you throw it this way. Okay, now try against that like one this. in the corner over there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Take aim. You're going to take a deep breath and between each heartbeat, that's when you're going to calculate and throw. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And... Oh! It's six uh, in the shoulder. I'll roll for it. But ooh, oh, yeah, it did stick in the shoulder. Ha ha. They oh. got three successes. <gasps> oh, <laughs> you threw blood. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Kotar, look. 
Kotar, look, 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 look. Look, we got one. Holding two. Wonderful! <laughs> Wonderful work! That's <laughs> like uh, yeah, and so I think with, this is like a very nice little training session for like the young twins and helping them out. Um, if we get a chance, I also want to show them how to like suture a wound um, and just get people back up into battle as well. So yeah, okay. we're we're kind of in a montage here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. like then, after like, the, the battle, yeah. After what, what, what? Sorry. Things are just happening of like, you know, yeah. throwing knives and then just like using a laser scalpel to like repair wounds like on the go. So it's just mm -hmm. kind of like a lot of things floating around, like trying to teach them how to yeah. like be a proper Klingon, you know? Exactly. Yes. And, um, and then also uh, having, sharing a meal of roasted targ in the mess hall and blood wine and, um, the full experience, Klingon, and we're actually, we'll end this flash forward with you all and your twins and your crew singing Klingon opera in the mess hall very drunkenly, um, just like swaying back and forth, shoulder, arm in arm, singing the greatest hits of Klingon opera. <laughs> yeah. And we, pitch one back just for old time's sake. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we flash back to the feast. And um, Edaj, what point in the future do we flash forward? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Y'all have seen me with the twins. Yeah. And like the third kid on the way, going through mm -hmm. all this stuff. Um, I think like I want to go to the point where I'm super heavily pregnant. Like about to give birth and uh having like a close quarters battle inside of a ship yep um yeah i mean i think you let's put you on the borku mm -hmm. and it's a very tense battle mm -hmm. you have had some uh, i mean Let's say Cardassians. Some Cardassians have beamed aboard and they're just being real messed up, just beaming onto your ship like that. So you are in hand-to-hand -hand combat, your stomach protruding, and you just expertly dodge their blows and their shots, uh, kicking here, punching there, slicing there with your knives. Um, I also want to say there's like fire in the background. <laughs> it's a pretty gnarly battle. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, all of that stuff. And I imagine I'm going to try and like slide uh, between someone's legs to try and get underneath them. Uh, and I get most of the way, but then um, like my belly kind of gets stuck a little bit through and I'm just kind of like, Ugh! yeah. And then I just kind of like take my elbow and slam it into like the back of the knee so that they crumble. Um, and then that's when I'm going to try and uh, slip their throat because I'm very upset that I'm not as agile as I used to be now that I'm carrying two twin babies around in my belly. Uh, mm -hmm. And then just kind of like stand up and just like shake the blood off the dagger and just be like, mm -hmm. all right. Pretty sure my one broke. Omex says incoming. And he pushes a Cardassian towards you as he punches at two others. Uh, and I'm just gonna like, and then we hear the the water break underneath you at that same moment. And just go, okay, yep, that's ah, happening. Ah. Uh, and Cardassian just, coming at you. 
I'm gonna um, swing up and get like my arm around their neck. And then just kind of like, I imagine we're both screaming in pain. <laughs> I'm just using it as a... <laughs> and then I just let him go. And I'm sure he's just like passed out lying on the ground. And I'm just going to like toddle over and be up. Uh, you all continue the fight. I'm just going to pop down to the med suite real quick, oh knock some babies out, and I'll try and be back when I can. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's how I'm just going to like depart the bridge and then like bust out some babies. Mm -hmm. um, since everyone else is busy fighting, I'm just going to like um, <laughs> have the babies by myself and because I know what to do. And I think there's probably like, a, is there like a, a robot or something that can kind of help catch the babies as they spill out? Yeah, we can say there's a Klingon birthing suite okay. that has like a like a, a chair with mm -hmm. stirrups that so you put your legs up and it's mm -hmm. meant for this for giving birth yeah. during battle. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and I think it's usually like in here, yeah. I imagine it's like I'm hopefully using like gravity, so I'm Gra like exactly in squatting position and exactly. just like trying to pop these two babies out. Yeah, and, and there's yeah. a soft landing underneath for the baby, yeah. but not too soft. We are Klingons. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that soft. Yeah. So I'm mm -hmm. just going to um, squish out two babies and kind of like look at them and be like, oh, you did it. Um, Good job. And uh, I'm going to grab them and then run over to like quarters where I'm assuming Nivek is just kind of like, I've yeah. put him there. And I'm just yeah, like, he's, hey, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. So here's hey, the oh, oh, yep, yep. no problem, no problem. There's a big battle. Everything okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the two babies. Oh, so just hold on to these oh. and just stay in here. I'm gonna okay. keep the door closed and I'll be back okay. after everything. Okay, I love you. I and, love you, Kapla. Okay, Kapla. All right, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna change real quick, and okay. this is ugh, gross. All right, and I'm going to head back into battle. All right. Yeah. Klingon mothers. <laughs> Getting the job done. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. That's, yeah, so that's how I have the two little babies. Um, and then if we can flash forward just like into a few months when they're like old enough to run around as toddlers, um, mm -hmm. I imagine the ship still looks like a Klingon like warship, but there's mm -hmm. also just uh, laser laser doodles along like the bottom side of a ship in the hallways and stuff mm -hmm. where um, they've been like cutting into it with knives and also just like razor blades and uh, just drawing little like animals and stuff all along. Mm -hmm. um, Lots of little targs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that's kind of like the tenure of a ship is like, it's still a battleship, but there are children running around. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm imagining that all the, the Becks on, on the ship do love the kids. And it's basically having like a million babysitters just mm -hmm. all very eager to like watch mm -hmm. the kids and take care of them. Um, yeah. And at their first birthday party, Omek and Dua present a special gift for them, which is twin puppy targs. <gasps> that we went out and caught ourselves. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. And, and we yeah. ate their mother for dinner. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got that's, it. You're with me. That's nature. That's how things work. 
So yeah, uh, the ship is covered in like doodles and then there's like a growing animal menagerie between the, the cats and the targs. Um, and then the twins also like to go swimming with the shrimp um, mm -hmm. in their, the battle shrimp in their tanks too. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like a, a big menagerie nursery battle ship <laughs> that goes on different adventures uh, with the children. Um, mm -hmm. So that's kind of like the earlier years. And then, yeah, as we grow up, mm -hmm. um, the twins, mine and Kotar's, uh, we, we really become like, you know, the kind of battleship where we encourage families. We, we appreciate mm -hmm. family living, you know, family life. Um, mm -hmm. And more and more Klingon warriors bring their families onto the ship as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like a very strong support system. And we can stay out in space longer because mm -hmm. there's more support and less need for, um, you know, planet side stuff all the time. Mm hmm. And speaking of which, after that, um, after one of your battles where, because you've had many battles in the Borku at this point, and we know from Dua that it is falling apart, um, another flashpoint in the future is getting a new, brand new IKS Borku christened with blood wine and um, having just like festivities all over the ship with your family and the Targs and the kittens and everyone just kind of like enjoying and celebrating the new ship. Yeah, uh, the kids are, this is not the first time trying blood wine, but uh, I imagine they all have like, it's like the champagne bottle where they're all just splurting <laughs> blood wine at each other and shaking mm -hmm. it up, uh, the carbonated blood wine. Uh, mm -hmm. So we got a lot of partying going on. Yep. And then we flash back to the current party that's happening at Alram and Eschner's flat above the opera house in the first city. And the five of you looking around at each other through these festivities with your family and friends and loved ones and house members all surrounding you and thinking about the adventures you've had in the past and the missions that to come in the future and all the things that are to come. And would anyone like to say and do a toast, a final toast to this campaign and, <laughs> and to this feast? I think there was something specific that uh, Quincy wanted to address really quick, Eliza, uh, if you look at the chat. Oh, sorry. Oh, great. Okay. Um, I figured that would happen after the, the scenes we already did, though. So Let's do another flash forward before we, before we wrap up the feast. We flash forward again. How far into the future do we flash forward? Um, I would say this is probably like a year. This, mm -hmm. is, this is after, after he takes care of family business and uh, mm -hmm. serves out one more tour with the Borku. Great. So you are at the shipyard where the IKS Raga has been fully refitted and no more is the scrappy pieced together stolen ship that it was with a fake crew, but it has been fully restored to its glory and ready for your new crew who all are standing around you and behind you. Today we take command of a vessel of honor. 
the second ship to fly under House Quebec. You get some cheers, some small cheers right there. Yeah. Oh. It is a growing house. And are you prepared to be part of a growing honor of this house? The first ship is the Borku. A ship that has faced many battles and actually is right now preparing to be replaced with a new one under the same name. Do you think you have what it takes to be warriors of a ship just as legendary as that one? Yeah. Yeah. And they're all grunting low. Slow and low grunting. (laughs) We shall see if you can prove as competent as your spirit. But spirit is half the battle. And then uh, I signal to the senior officers and like uh, and every and the whole crew. Let us see what awaits us as we enter the ship. Okay, and they follow behind you, going down that space corridor from the shipyard station down into this translucent corridor and entering the newly christened. Did you give it a new name? Or um I don't know. What would be a good name? Oh no, I wasn't sure if I misheard. I thought you said a name before. I might have just misheard. Oh no, I was saying can we can we take this ship and match the exploits of the first mm-hmm. the first ship of of House Quebec. So yes, you step foot for the first time onto the IKS Raga with your new crew. And we're going to do another flash forward to around the same time, but right before, so that Ra'amyan is also there. Everyone has been invited to the premiere of a brand new space opera at Alram and Eschner's Opera House, co-written by Nivek and starring uh, actors playing the roles of the IKS Borku crew. And what is this space opera called, Jade? Uh, Blood of a Void. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The premiere of Blood of the Void, the new Klingon space opera. Telling the tale of the bravest ship in all the empire. That's the long, very long title on the billboard. Yeah. Uh, on the market, yeah. And I'd be like, mom, dad, you used every single letter. There's hardly any space. You didn't have to make it this long. It's embarrassing when you do this. Um, and they are just eating it up. They're just loving it. Um, yeah. Uh, and I imagine we're all decked out in our very finest uh, mm-hmm. livery um, there. Um, and I'm just trying to ad- like adjust bow ties. I don't know what formal clothing looks like. Uh, robes, like armor, usually just like armor, really okay. fancy looking armor. Okay. Yeah. Dua probably showed up in their dress uniform. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Great. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, uh, and then I think like, I, I, I'm pretty excited and I think I have a program and I'm like, I'm going to get this signed by everyone in the cast. Just very excited for what's going to happen. And Eschner says, and I, I'm pretty sure they'll want you to sign theirs. Just FYI. Oh. I if you hadn't thought of that before. I yeah. Think, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, it sounds amazing. And Nivek, your poetry in this opera is amazing. He's been reciting it to me like when, before I go to bed. And it's just, it is marvelous. It's going to make more babies get made tonight <laughs> is all I can say to everyone. You know, Kotar, watch out. Watch out. You're going to get more twinsies. So, very excited. <laughs> and you all turn and enter the theater to enjoy this space opera. And then we flash back to the feast. And um, yeah, was did any of your characters want to do a toast? Can be, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Omek does a toast. And he says, I'd like to say something. Uh, and he pounds his uh, cup of blood wine, which is almost empty. He stands up. I just want to say that I didn't get to really have siblings growing up for very long. You know, my brother was killed and, um, and then my dad left. So I've always had kind of a broken family. So this is the first time that I've had a family. And I just want to thank you all for being my family. And I am so proud to be a part of this house and a part of the crew of the IKS Borku. We are family. And people say, we are family, Kapla. And then Omek sits down. Uh, I'm also gonna stand up and I'm just gonna finish this like last handful of gach because I'm just ravenous at this point. I'm just gonna let me like, mm. I love a tingle when they go down. But today we are here to celebrate not our deaths, which I thought, I thought we were gonna die everyone, but <laughs> a commendation for a job well done. And I'm so, so lucky to have met you all when I first somersaulted into the mayor's house, when we all fought hand to hand and developed our warrior styles together from when we were perched on top of Cardassians' heads, slitting throats and laughing. <laughs> all the times that we've spent together is what made us the fearsome crew that we are today. And we can only be who we are because of that strong heart beating inside all of you. Some of which I've seen, again, sorry that I had to do on-site surgery for you. You're gonna be fine. No problem. Yep. Yeah. Uh, thank you. And I can't wait to have this one baby who's gonna be so well-behaved and good and I'm just gonna stay stay at home on Konos and be a good mom 
you know, and just take care of this one. Is and she be drunk? Is she? <laughs> There's no way that's going to happen. You don't know. You don't know. I'm dead. This is, it's what I want is to just have a garden, you know, and just have this one good baby. Right? Right, Nivek? I think our commander is laboring under a delusion. <sighs> well, correct. it's been a very long day for her. It's been a long one. Uh, I believe what the commander is trying to say, <laughs> not so many words. It has been honor shedding blood with you all. To many more, may you all live long and die wonderful deaths. Die well! Kapla! Kapla! And with that, we shall end this glorious blood-soaked campaign of Klingons, Blood of the Void. Thank you all so much for being such an incredible crew and playing these awesome, delightful, bloodthirsty Klingons who also are very diplomatic and wonderful. Um, thank you to Jake. Thank you to our mods, our amazing mods, elder mods. We adore you. Treat them right, y'all. They're amazing. Thank you to our Ox crew, our supporters on Patreon. Thank you to those of you who tuned in either on the VOD or live or both or any mixture thereof. Um, thank you to Modifius for sponsoring us for many months and for making this game for us to play. Thank you to Eric G.D. Campbell. Just my forever GM and also our lovely dear friend who started this campaign. And I know I'm forgetting people. Oh, thank you, J Jason Charles Miller for composing our opening theme song, which is so good. Thank you to Thomas Maroney for designing our logo and our house logo. Thank you to Z Films for designing and animating our opening credits video. Thank you to Mike Fadum for editing our recap videos for several months. Um, I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. Oh, thank you to uh, Alina Nicole, who is our social media manager for several months as well. Um, thank you to the Streampunks. Thank you, Sam DeLev, for your support and love. And thank you all who are watching this. This was has been such a delight and a pleasure to run. And... I'm just like filled with so much love and honor right now. <laughs> so everyone take care. Have a great rest of your night or day and kapla! <laughs> Thank you for listening to Blood of the Void. To see what else we have going on, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Blood Void RPG. Until next time, kapla! <laughs>